women control I'm a businessman, yes I'm an entrepreneur Oh yeah, I'm a businessman, yes I'm an entrepreneur Oh yeah, I'm a businessman, yes I'm an entrepreneur Good afternoon everyone, this is The Business Zone with Crystal and Coach Gilbert Buchanan, your small business paramedic. And folks, today is the eve before the last day of Financial Literacy Month. And uh, uh, we got a show for you today, Crystal. We, we certainly do. So we're going to close it out with a bang. Um, I know you guys know how important financial literacy is. Uh, uh, both for your personal life and and most definitely for your business life, uh, being able to make uh, uh, educated decisions about how you're spending your money or how your money's being spent in your business is vitally important. Um, successful businesses uh, uh, owners actually are very uh, knowledgeable in that area. If you look at your and do your research on Warren Buffett and and his buddy Charlie and anyone that's making big money out there, they got a full and true understanding of how money's made. That's right. And the thing about it is we play with money every day. We do all kinds of things with money. But the art of understanding money is such a key to our wealth and our growth. So that's really what we're trying to do here, guys. Not because you play with the money, you interact with money, you touch money every day, mean that you're a master on it and you know how it works. You got to understand the intricacies of it. You know, what can money do for you? That's yeah. what you want to know. And that's that's what that's part of what we're going to cover today on this show. Exactly. Because, you know, I, I have before we get into and we're going to talk about budgeting and forecasting, both from personal and business. And as well as if you're um, if you're a nonprofit, if you are you're doing contracts, because uh, each one of those areas do require you to budget. But also, most importantly, forecasting your money. But before we even get to there, get what I ran across an article that I thought was great. And it, the article is, what What if you were blessed with a windfall of money? What would you do? And, I, and my buddy, our buddy, um, our buddy, uh, Greg Sneed, he, we were talking the other day and I did some research. And so, uh, so I'm going to talk, we're going to talk about that first on yeah. if you were blessed with a windfall, you know, everybody's always running to the lottery every time it gets up into the millions and the billions. And everybody's buying their tickets. Yeah. But when you ask them, so if you actually. If you win. What would if you, you win, what would you be doing? Right. And so usually the answer falls into a place. I, you know, buy a house. I do this. I do that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things we do know that a great deal of the. Um, lottery winners actually are broke within three to four years of winning that money yeah and so um it so i think it, it warrants having a conversation about that because one never knows right <laughs> yeah, that's true that right true, i mean look at many people you know i'm always telling you this about your business your the, about the small business pro yeah. if someone came up to you and said hey I think this is a wonderful platform. We want to buy it. 
that could definitely change your life, right? You know, oh, for sure. They, I mean, look at look at uh, Elon Musk. He just bought Twitter for forty four. Uh, was it forty four million? Forty four billion dollars. Yeah, billion dollars. Just think about what that would do, and yeah. what one would do. So let's say someone came up to you, Gilbert, and said they're gonna pay you forty billion dollars for Small Biz Pro. I would ask them, is that your final offer? <laughs> <laughs> is that your final offer? Well, that might be the, the sit down and have a conversation offer. <laughs> but, but let me ask this question. What would be that amount that would have you? Because we, we never think when we when we have our businesses, we don't think about that exit plan. And I know you recently did a, a workshop on that, right? Yes, Talking about yes. what the exit plan is. So. Yeah. Uh, if someone walked up to you and was inquiring about purchasing uh, Small Business Pro, what would be what would be the one thing that would get your attention? That dollar well, amount, maybe. Well, the key thing is the key thing is I already know what the value is that I'm looking for for it. So okay. if they walked up and say forty four billion, in the back of my mind, you know. It, it, you know, it be, it would be going cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> but but just just for uh, engagement purposes, I'd ask them, is that your final offer? <laughs> say yes. I say, okay, where do I sign? <laughs> <laughs> so, so you'd be super excited but you would not let them know i wouldn't let them know man i'd keep that poker face going man that's it uh, let me know man is that your final offer <laughs> they're gonna say well yes it's going once going <laughs> once, twice, twice. That's all right sign me up sign you up right because most people don't even know that they can build their businesses or create their businesses with the end in mind. Yeah. I know in the tech world, that is something that's always at the back of their mind. So Twitter oh, yeah. was not surprised that that offer was made at all. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and when you first create a tech product or an app, that's usually like, okay, I can build this. Cause you have to really think about when you create, when you're an inventor of a product, do you yeah. want to be the manufacturer and the operator of that product? Or do you want to be able to position it so it has value and somebody else takes it from there yeah. and, 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 and runs with it, but you get paid uh big money. I right. think um on a shark tank, Mr. Wonderful, Kevin, Mary, yeah. Yeah. that's what he did. Sold a mm -hmm. math applicate uh math tech a technical math product yeah and that was the beginning of his uh I think he his, got one billion for it yeah he did he got one billion for it and that was how he became a wealthy man yeah. uh the, the 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 woman that's the I can't remember her name she's on Shark Tank and she has um uh, the real estate firm I think oh, she started Barbara. Barbara 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 yeah so she started with a thousand dollars yeah and and she was able to take it to that next level um and and of course we know what Damon John did with with how Damon John got started yeah. uh so that's that's a game changer for a lot of business owners. oh for sure man for sure for sure yeah. uh man I'm telling you that would be one of the greatest things because you and I talked about what 
I feel this company is worth this this program is worth Small Biz Pro. So you know, in the back of my head, I already know what my 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 target point is. <laughs> so so if, if they come anywhere close to that, you know, I'll, I'll entertain them a little bit and you know, kind of see how far I can push them. But I already know what my amount is, and so. that's good. So you've yeah. actually pre-thought about it because some people become so connected to what they're doing that. Yeah. For them, that's not even an option for them. Right. No, this is mines, and it, yeah. it is not for sale. Yeah. But I think everything has a sales price. <laughs> every, every person and everything has a price. Every <laughs> one of us. No matter how tough we act, we've got a price. Because I'm right, telling exactly. you, that, you know, especially when you get to, to my age, you're thinking, man, it's time for me to be kicking back, relaxing. You know, I don't want to be out there in this rat race struggling fighting with people no <laughs> right exactly <laughs> hitting deadlines exactly hitting deadlines. somebody else's needs <laughs> yeah, fighting with folks who are not even in your they're not even on your level in terms of knowledge and experience you know you gotta be out there trying to prove to those kinds of people your worth you know it's like uh-uh, uh-uh. right exactly so we're going to kind of talk about that. We're going to kick that off. The financial is what, uh, how to manage a large sum of, of, of uh, financial windfall in 11 steps. So just going yeah. to throw that out there. And then we'll talk about budgeting and forecasting on, on, on from both our perspectives. But I think that's an interesting conversation because, you know, people are always like, I'm, I'm, I have friends that are dedicated. I mean, dedicated to playing the lotto. Now, right. me, on the other hand, I always can't even find a ticket when it's when it's day to recoup it. So <laughs> long time ago, I stopped playing the lotto. And on top of that, I feel that you your odds are just too great. I might as well go to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. You know, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. The statistics is that 70% of lot of winner, lot of winners go broke within seven years. Seventy percent. That's a and high you number. Know why, right? Yes. You know why? Yes. No. No. No pre-planning involved. They they get become giddy because they're not used to that kind of money. They don't think about taxes because they know the tax man is just there waiting in the corner. You know. <laughs> so all of those factors come into play and then you got all the family and friends coming out of the woodwork and all of that exactly. you know yeah exactly. so it's it's amazing man so uh, greg, i would I not i don't see his let me see what's happening oh, greg yeah he's on but i oh there he is he hey, said, Greg. I'm surprised they even made it to seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Greg said, how much would it take to sell your soul? Well, I don't know, Greg. <laughs> how, much, how much are you offering, Greg? <laughs> Greg said his business is not for sale at any price. <laughs> That's because you just started your business, Greg. By next year, you will change. That yeah, give, give him a couple of years. <laughs> Give them a couple of years out there with the hyenas and, and, and the snakes. <laughs> You'll change that, Greg. Trust oh, us. Man. But that's what we're going to talk. So, Greg, this this conversation, uh, this is Gregory Sneed, guys. He is the uh, proprietor managing partner of Lifesaver Financial uh, Literacy Program. So this is right up his alley. 
Uh, Candace says, hers, Candace says, hers is cold. I mean, other people out there are open to selling their business and and getting a windfall. And we're gonna the, say we're gonna say it like a Twitter, like forty-four the, billion dollars. Candace is Candace is on our page, man. She's on our page. She she's dealt with the snakes and the and and the rats and and, and, and the hyenas and all of that out there. She's tired of dealing with that, man. She's ready to rock and roll, just like me, Candace. I'm ready to rock and roll, man. Yeah, our businesses yeah. though should definitely have a uh, exit strategy, and that exit strategy could potentially be the sell of your business. Yeah. Um. And you just want to make sure uh, that once you win that win, once that windfall happens, <laughs> smashes and grabs. Yeah. Um, rat smashes, right? Uh, once you do, then making sure that you're doing the right thing and that yeah. is going to, because if you're selling a business, you know, you could go into another business and we, we're going to talk about the, the number of things that you can do uh, with that happening. But first, what do you do on a personal level um, yeah. when something like that happens and changes your life? Um, you know, come even to the point of uh, do you, because you know the, the 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 folks in your in your background in your family gonna come out the woodwork <laughs> looking for the investment money and looking for everything. So how do you do that? And then on your own personal level, uh, what how do you plan for your future based upon that? And do you ever plan on working again? So yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk about that, and then we're gonna come back down uh, to reality. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna talk about budgeting and forecasting yeah. for us average people. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's amazing how when we talk to folks about you know obtaining a certain amount of money, what are some of the things they talk about first? You know, first and foremost. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's it's all about what you. It's all about how you how you understand money, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, because exactly. Greg had asked me this question the other day, and and I I shared with him, and he should he has a a, a presentation that he does, and uh, where he talks about money. <laughs> he said, Greg is too funny. He is definitely our, our court jester. He said, you don't need Ancestry.com to find relatives. Just hit the model ah, button and ah, we will ah, find you. Ah, that ah, is so true, Greg. That's true, man. <laughs> they, they will come out from under rocks. <laughs> they, they come slithering out of the woodworks, man. <laughs> right, exactly. That's why you have to have a plan. <laughs> so that you can counteract all of the attention that you're about to get when you yeah. when you do that. Yeah. So before we jump into that, Gilbert, how was your week? Oh, my week has been good, man. It was very, very good. Um, you know, uh, as you know, I was working on those different certifications, those different programs. I I uh, facilitated two workshops. One was loan readiness and the next one was loan management so oh. that, that was very good so it was like a part one and part two to it so it was great so you know uh we had quite a few um participants who participated who really loved the information they said hey man 
Swan lady said, man, I went to graduate school and I didn't learn this in graduate school, man. Yeah. So I love what you guys are offering. So this is good. And it's always a joy, you know, for, for people like us when we do this stuff and we do it every day to hear that type of um, compliment, you know, yeah. because we know what we do. We know we're out there in the trenches working really hard to help small businesses become ready, get them to elevate, go get contracts, go get their lines of credit and all of that so they can, you know, hire small, hire employees and grow the business. Right. And 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 when when we hear that, man, it's like, it's just amazing. So, so that's what happened there. And uh, I'm working on, um, I'm working on materials for the SBA Navigator Program Series 2 for the the urban league mm -hmm. uh so that will start next wednesday may 4th i can't believe it's may already <laughs> it is tomorrow may. is my birthday i can believe it. oh tomorrow's your birthday <laughs> oh man so, so what are you gonna do co-host what are you gonna uh, do my week is uh my week my whole week was planned toward uh, the kids have a competition tomorrow so uh -huh. i'll be in competition mode with the biz camp kids yeah and uh then on sunday my sister and i are going to the mm. annual garden show that happens in our community oh and that's okay. pretty much what i have planned for that saturday for you, this day you, you're not gonna spoil yourself go to the spa that type of thing no i i have some things that i'm planning out for in the next couple of months so i'm gonna save it for then i have friends and we'll go out to dinner and so I'll be I will be celebrating for the entire month of May. <laughs> so yeah. I don't have to do it all on one day. I'm gonna I'm gonna celebrate the entire month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're pulling a Gilbert Buchanan here. You know, the whole yeah. month is a birthday month. That's what it is, man. No, no one day stuff. We don't do one day. A whole month. That's all. A whole do. month. And yes, Greg, I will be celebrating 39. Uh, again, <laughs> again, <39th> birthday again, <laughs> and 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 you know, co-host, if if I were out there, man, I'd be taking you either to lunch or dinner or somewhere special because oh, it's whatever. been my tradition to take you places on your birthday. <laughs> you know, we used to go to our old little Jamaican spot there, but <laughs> because of know. COVID, it's she closed. Well, I don't. I don't know if she's closed permanently. But they, yes, uh, my sister and I, we had this taste for uh, King, uh, uh, Little Kingston, and we went over yeah. there, and, and it was the doors was closed, so we oh, had to go man. to another little spot down the street oh, on man. on break and it was good i mean has a little tiny parking lot and i mean the line was wrapped around oh it's on the left on the left hand side uh -huh, south, right? uh -huh. oh it's hungry joe that's hungry joe that's hungry joe yeah <laughs> greg yeah. greg, greg so, says she will accept deliveries just signing just, just saying <laughs> yeah i so that's what we went and got last friday after we got off after i got off the show we went over yeah. to tell you that hungry joe's have you you've eaten there i take it yeah i've eaten there before i've eaten there a couple of times okay but, but i i had preferred little kingston over them maybe you know because of their setup i don't know well yeah i like little kings that's where we started we went there and we were like yeah. got out yeah. the car 
Yeah. We're like, why is the parking lot empty on a Friday? Exactly. And, and, and got up and 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 there was no long line. You know, they were doing takeout, so there was no long line at the takeout. And it's like, yeah. we went over to the door, and the girl's like, they are closed, and she was nah. upset. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess everybody went over to uh, Hungry Joe's. Yes. And uh, there's a new um, Jamaican restaurant opening up on the corner of uh, Santana. Uh, uh, no. Um, Pretty good, more friendly service than LK. Um, um, it's on the corner of of uh, Crenshaw and Angela Vista or Vernon. Oh, so really? Right, right across the street. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That's called um, Wagwan. It's called yeah. Wagwan. <laughs> yeah, I, I talked to her. So she, I, she, I don't think she's lost. She's one of the Urban League's clients. So she yeah, that's 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 Gloria's client. Yeah, Gloria's <laughs> client. So she hasn't she hasn't uh, opened up yet. So we'll see how that is. And then uh, there's one on Sentinella, um, closer going toward La Cienega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that well, would be great investment for you, Gilbert, to open up a, a Jamaican food restaurant out I, in your area, man. I know. See, I think about it all the time, but you know what I don't like about restaurant life, Crystal? It's hard. You, you got to put too much time into it, man. You do. <laughs> <laughs> not, only, not only do you have to try to get the food, make sure the food delivers and everything is right and food is ready for your, your, your customers, but then you got to deal with the staff too. You know, it's like staff are not showing up. They're not doing what they're supposed to do. You got to keep telling them stuff, you know, hey, go clean the bathroom every 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually think that's why she's closed. I think yeah. uh, that uh, somebody obviously may have gotten COVID. And if that's the case, then you have to shut down. Yeah. There's more than three people uh, yeah. that gotten COVID. Uh, right. Then you have to shut down. Yeah. Um, and, and you're right, Gil, uh, Greg. Massive yeah. food prices. Yeah, they, oh, yeah, they're having a they're having a tough time right now. Yeah, um, um, staying in business. Right, right. As much as as much as people are actually probably spending more money uh, on uh, going out and eating, and because it's faster, but still, it, it's costly. It, the prices are definitely more uh, costly for the the person, the restaurant owner. Greg said, Greg said, this is your son. Don't you remember? <laughs> oh, that's when he was saying that. <laughs> when you win your windfall. All righty. So we're going to jump on into it, guys. So you tuned in. So this is the last part three of the financial literacy series that we've done for this month of April being financial literacy month. Not that you ignore it. The other uh, 360. <laughs> 64 days a year. We don't want you to ignore it. We want you to build on it, but we do highlight it in this month. And it is so important. That's right. Um, money, uh, you know, even today with, you know, being able to be ready for mm -hmm. all of these influxes, the pandemic, uh, the rise of food, the rise of gas, uh, legislation that may not be in your favor. I just read today that and I this poor company that for whatever reason they were in the car wash business and they got caught uh not treating their employees right not paying their employees right and they have been sued for eight hundred and sixty one thousand dollars by the employees 
by the employees, by the Department of Labor. You know, you never want the Department of Labor coming after you. <laughs> I, I don't understand why certain employers don't understand that <laughs> if they get to the point where they have to fight the labor fight, they're not just fighting with the employees. The Department of Labor or EDD is going to be all over them like white on white. I don't understand that, that they don't know that. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> they make these silly decisions, you know? Oh, man. Sometimes yeah. sometimes a $30 or $40 decision can turn out into a $800,000 solution. Decision. You know that business is closed. Oh, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yes, Greg, I am expecting people to have common sense. As Gilbert said, yeah, you don't want a $40 discrepancy to, to cause yeah. you to, to be sued for $800,000. Exactly, man. That is so crazy. That is so crazy. Okay, people. So let's get started. So just imagine suddenly you win a financial you have a financial windfall it could be coming from anywhere from a bonus from gifts from settlements from inheritance from the lottery mm -hmm. uh from the sale of property um anywhere it can be coming from anywhere and so now what do you do when that happens what is the first thing that one would do and um it comes with a lot of mixed emotions. First, you mm -hmm. were probably in complete shock that you won. <laughs> Secondly, you, I, I, I don't know, most of us, maybe Greg and, 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 and you and I, Gilbert, will be thinking, okay, don't tell anybody. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't tell anybody. <laughs> exactly, man. But what you want to do is you don't want to make any sudden decisions because I think that's how and why are uh, the 70% of those lottery winners that lose their money in that time frame is because automatically they go out and spend large sums of money and uh, they haven't thought it through. Uh, they haven't spoken to anyone. Um, so number one is don't make certain decisions. Sit down, embrace the concept that you've actually acquired this uh, large sum of money and stop and think about what can happen if you make some very irrational decisions based upon uh, your your newfound uh, uh, monies. I think I think what people need to understand, Crystal, is that every decision that we make, every decision, has some level of consequences. It may not be a strong, powerful consequence, but there are still some consequences because it could be a consequence of time that you have to give up. Or you got to give up some money or you got to give up some resources. But there is always a consequence for the decision we make. And some of it may be, you know, good time that you spend or whatever, but you're still giving up something. You're, so, you are giving up something. Yeah. So, so they need to think they need to think that. Right. And not just a few hours. Uh, it's wise to take several weeks, a few yeah. months. Uh, make some plans. Mm -hmm. uh, number two on the list is go find you a professional mm -hmm. that is a, a financial advisor, yeah. a certified plan, a financial planner, a mm -hmm. CPA, someone that has expert expertise in determining what your tax liabilities are going to be 
uh, how to preserve this money so that you're not just spending it willy-nilly and not putting it in safe places so that you can not pay so much taxes on it. Um, but sitting down with a financial planner, a financial advisor uh, is, is a good thing to do. It's an excellent thing to do. And also um, uh, uh, planning for your retirement. That would be the first thing that I would be looking at is making sure, yeah. especially if you haven't planned for that at all. <laughs> so that's the first thing I would be asking. You, you remember when I recently came into a little windfall of of dinero, what I yeah. did, I, I reached out to you. <laughs> I reached out to you, man, and I said, "Crystal, I want to invest in something, but I want, I want a quick rate of return. I don't want a long-term, five-year thing. I'm looking at, you know, maybe twelve months. What can we look at?" And you gave me some some advice. Remember? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of thing we're talking about, guys. You know, you get this windfall. You don't have to go out all willy-nilly and start doing stuff. Just start talking to folks who are in the position of investments because that's right, really exactly. what you want to do and and start with having goals so everyone should have some sort of goals of what would happen you know not just living in the moment whether you have limited resources or you have massive resources but having some goals and then start with that sit down with your professional uh, advisor and say hey this is some of the things i've written down what is possible what's feasible what's yeah. not and and, and have an idea have an idea what period of time you want this funds to convert over to some kind of uh, um, rate of return on your investment for you. You know, whether is it 12 months, is it 24 months, 36 months? You got to have an idea. Don't just jump into some investment. Oh, well, it's a stock market. Let's do it for 10 years. You know, you don't know. No, you got to have an advisor. Yeah, <laughs> without <laughs> even studying the, the whatever stock is it, it is that you're looking at. So. Right. I was looking at a video with Warren Buffett. And one of the things he said uh, when he first started investing in the stock market and when he started making money, his goal was he wanted to invest in other businesses. He knew that right off the bat. He yeah. felt that that was the best return. So he said he just poured through all kinds of uh, when he started at the A's of businesses. Mm -hmm. And he yeah. went all the way through. Uh, of course, you know, every, I don't know for those of you that don't know how uh, Warren Buffett's philosophy, but he believes in uh, investing his money in things that we use every single day. So that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. So transportation, uh, he's he's heavily invested in um, the uh, uh uh, railroads. He's heavily invested in uh, electricity. Uh, anything that products. Right. Everything that you use every day to 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 uh, service yourself, self care, whatever it is. So, and so that's what he did. He started pouring over and looking at. And he said back in the fifties when he started. Of course, you could your 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 selections were better. He says now the competition gets much, much more intense, but find a business that you can invest in. Uh, so before we get to the business side of it, though, uh, next thing from a personal standpoint is to update or create your estate plan, set up your will, <laughs> set up some trust, <laughs> and identify... Man. 
I know there's a lot of people there that's going, oh, yes, let's get your will set up. Let's get it set up. Make sure you put my name on the list first. <laughs> yeah, get your estate plan set up uh, in the event, especially if you're on a more advanced age because you won't be here forever. So want to make sure you want to take care of your grandkids, your great grandkids or whatever. So make sure there's a family trust set up. Make sure you yeah. get. But again, talk to a professional. Yeah. And make sure um, uh, that uh, you really give that some thought, right? Just don't be all excited and just throwing money out there to people willy-nilly, but contact or consult with a really good estate attorney that can help you make decisions. Uh, secondly, save for emergencies. We set up and build your emergency fund. Um, we used to say three months, then we said six months. But since the pandemic, I would say be set up for at least one year to 24 months. <laughs> you never know when you might be coming back out of that hole. You know? <laughs> uh, Crystal, exactly. for me, I stayed in the hole for 18 months, man. I don't know how long you stayed in there for, but I stayed in there for 18 months. Yeah, it was long. I worked hard during that time, boy. I, I hit the ground running, making sure that it wasn't too bad. <laughs> that, and, and and I have um I operate on a from a lean place of, of expenses. So I made sure that all of my expenses and I know every dime of what I owe to whom I owe. I, I'm not in debt. And so I just make sure that all that whatever work I was doing, it could cover all of my expenses and I didn't have to think about it. Um, next, so saving for that emergency. We never know when that emergency is going to come up. So it use, you know, that's some of the first goal is making sure you establish your um, emergency fund, even though you got a windfall, you never know. What could possibly happen depending on how you receive that in windfall? Next, pay off high interest debt with large sums of money. Some of us have school loans from way back in the day. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> uh, you know, I did my, I, I was working on my calculations last night, Crystal. <laughs> I said, let me see how much really I'm supposed to be paying. I, I should have paid so far. Because I've been on the student loan thing for 23 years. 23 years. You could have a kid. You could have a kid that age by now. Oh, right? your kid would already be in this college. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going. You would have this debt. <laughs> yeah. These guys, man, they're definitely scamming me, scamming me. So I'm putting together my package right now. I looked at everything and just you and I went over those numbers. And it came to eighty-seven thousand. I'm going, wow, you know, I paid them more than that. So I'm going, I want a refund. Right, exactly. <laughs> so if, need to give me a refund. If you have any school loans, you have any credit cards that have high interest, anything that just doesn't make sense for you to still be paying on twenty years later, get rid of it. Just pay it off. <laughs> get rid of it. Um, 
The next is save for a large ex expense if you if you've been living a, as a renter and you've been always wanting to buy a home. Uh, this is a good time to you have your deposit. I mean, you have your down payment now. Uh, may not be buying that house in California, <laughs> but maybe this is a good time to think about relocating to a place that have better uh, uh, cost on purchasing a home. Uh, so uh, any upcoming goal that you may have, uh, if you have a child, if you have children, I would say invest in their college funds so that they don't have to take out loans that they'll be paying 23 years later. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> so depending yeah. on the size of your windfall. That's now, true. this one is very important. Uh, um, find a financial planner or an advisor or an investment um uh, professional and mm -hmm. invest your financial windfall. And why? Because that is going to create an opportunity for that money to continue to grow and to continue to be there for, for the remainder of your life and That's, for your family's life. So, And the, the goal of that is for you to live off that interest instead of touching your capital. Yes. And I say get a, a very good financial advisor, one that works with wealthy people all the time. <laughs> I, I thought I thought Greg was that financial advisor. <laughs> Greg, isn't that you? Because <laughs> you want to make sure that you can increase your your net your income and that you now have passive income coming in from those investments. But I don't do this by yourself. You need to make sure that you're going to invest for your retirement. You want to make sure you have a passive income coming in and growth. And you also can invest in income property. So that would be some things. I think at this point, if you've been blessed with a windfall, then you want to be able to take that money and let it work for you as opposed to you working for money. Don't quit your day job just yet. Just get things in place so that you can do that. And then once you have all of those very uh, secure, your your future secure, now you can invest in some money. So you might want to um, uh, you know, buy that car, pay cash for it, buy that car that you've always wanted. Maybe take your husband or your wife on uh, a really long extended cruise that you've always wanted to do, you know, maybe a few things on your bucket list, not everything on your bucket list, but a few things on your bucket list. Be nice to yourself. Don't spend it all on clothes. Um, make sure that majority of that money is, is, is going uh, to create new money and a new income for you. And uh, find, uh, identify some nonprofits and some charitable organizations that uh, you that are near and dear to you, and you know provide you know invest about ten thousand dollars or so. So Greg said the term advisor was once loosely used, now it's reduced to confusion. So a financial advisor is someone providing security investment advice as a registered uh, FINRA rep. So I am not a financial advisor. Oh, bummer, bummer, Greg. I thought but we were Greg sells insurance. <laughs> Greg sells insurance. So oh, you sell insurance. he is a financial okay. planner, so he can help you buy your insurance to make sure everyone in your family is protected. Is that correct, Greg? 
I thought we were going to split this windfall with you there, Greg, but you just you just disqualified yourself there. <laughs> now, that's from a personal side. So now from your uh, he said he can advise, he can provide advice on money. So uh, okay. now on the business side, um, let's look at uh, freeing up income in your business, getting rid of unnecessary debt that you can now reallocate. Maybe you yeah. can now hire employees that can help you uh, increase the capacity of your business, yeah. uh, creating cash flow. So you're yeah. not in, you know, you're not in those highs and lows and your business flatlining and then having to be re revived um, and then flatline again and revive. So invest in your in your business, buy new equipment, mm -hmm. hire yourself a business coach or consultant mm -hmm. uh, like my not 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 tooting our own horn, but like our like Gilbert and I so that they, we can help you make plans for growing your business. Um, what else can you do? Uh, buy the property that your business is in. So now you're creating an income property situation. You might have one of the offices and then you might rent out the other office. So create an income revenue generating a position for yourself so you're not paying astronomical amounts for rent and not oh. getting any return. So let me tell a story here, Crystal, to our audience, because maybe this may help them to look at things a little differently. Sometimes when we tell stories, people resonate with that and they're uh -huh. able to kind of put themselves in that situation. So imagine this. Imagine that you have a little storefront somewhere in a community and you've been in that storefront for 15, 20 years doing what you do, selling your product, your services to your clients. You got your clientele, you're building your clientele. And one day, one day, authorities come to you and say, hey, we're going to have to commandeer this office space right here because we need mm -hmm. it so we can build a railroad tract in the community. Mm -hmm. We're going to have our trains run through this community. So you're going to have to just take your business somewhere else. Now, you've been in there for 15, 20 years. You've been, you've been paying rent in that spot for 15, 20 years, okay? And then all of a sudden, they come to you, the man comes to you and said, hey, we're going to have to relocate you. And now you were on this little strip right here where people could see you all the time. You've got high visibility, high foot traffic, and high vehicle traffic. But now... We're going to put you in some little corner, in some little alley somewhere where nobody even knows where you are. You can't even get parking to, to come to your place. So that's what we're going to do to you. Just imagine that happening to you. How would that make you feel? Would it make you de feel devastated? Would it make you feel like you're going to lose a lot of revenue and make you feel like you want to close your business door? Well, that happens to over that happened to over 700 small businesses in the Crenshaw district. Mm -hmm. That happens when Metro came in and they decided they're going to build their, their railroad tracks through the city and all of those businesses on the strip there will have to re remove themselves and go somewhere else. That's what happened. Now, what Crystal is saying is you've occupied this spot for 15, 20 years. You could have purchased that spot 
for the 15, 20 years, and then maybe the spot is so big that you can you can lease lease out some of it to other tenants, other small business tenants. So you may occupy 51% of it, 49% you could lease out. And you can make revenues from that. So that lease amount that you're making, you could probably pay the pay down the mortgage on that. And who knows, you may have been making so much that you don't even have to pay the mortgage out of your pocket. You can just get the mortgage amount from the tenants that you have around you. That didn't happen with most, with 99.9% .9 of our, our, our clients on the, the Crenshaw district. Mm -hmm. So now they end up having to pay into a rental fund for 20 years without knowing if there's any kind of security for them. And a personal benefit out of that was a landlord. Because not only did the landlord get your rent for 20 years, but now when Metro come in, Metro decide to give that landlord relocation fees. Mm -hmm. Get them relocated. So you as a business who's been there, you get nothing. Right. So we would like you to start changing your mindset and start looking at things differently. When you're renting or leasing a spot for, for me for over for 10 years or beyond, Shouldn't you be thinking about purchasing a building and then leasing that out? Because to me, that's that's a better use of your funds. So if you get a windfall, or even if you don't get a windfall, that's how I would like you guys to take a look at that. That might help you much better. Yes. So so looking at investing in your future and making sure you're getting the best uh, uh, bang for your dollar. Uh, and that's what having conversations with with Greg Sneet will do. He's a financial coach and literacy trainer, so he can help you understand how you can maximize uh, your monies uh, that will help you in the future versus just the, the now. Uh, the other area is also helping you establish products that you can purchase that can create long-term growth, if not just for yourself, but for your family. So um, where when you have no money, you know, insurance products and things like that seem so far-fetched for you. But now that if you did have a windfall, uh, even if you didn't have a windfall, you need to make room for purchasing products like your life insurance so that it can protect you. This is your risk management, making mm -hmm. sure that you're um, helping your money benefit from you from, compound, from compounding. Uh, also, uh, it can help increase that network. So even though you have a, um, you've got a windfall, if you're not managing that windfall correctly, you could lose that, but making sure you're purchasing a financial products that can help you grow your business, uh, help you um, maintain and increase your net worth. And then this one is, I like this one, Gilbert, because a lot of times we fall into a business um, that makes sense, that has the least amount of, uh, it requires the least amount of capital in order to get it started. But if you have a windfall and you're, you have a bigger vision for your business, bigger goals, now mm -hmm. you can reinvest back into that business and yeah. you can grow that business. You can uh, increase the product line. You can actually change directions at this point. Right. Right. right? Um, the, and you're not looking for outside money. Um, 
possibly if you're sitting down if you're sitting down with your advisor you can actually look at how you can get that a, a quicker return or ROI as Gilbert was saying he was looking for a 12 month uh, to a 24 month return on his money so now you can utilize someone that can help you do that um but in addition to that taking care of your business so invest in that coach and mentor expand your marketing Get a really professional website. Uh, increase your inventory. Hire new talent to help you grow your business. Upgrade your technology. Purchase new equipment. And make sure you set aside for your taxes. All of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And In there's fact, so many different variations of those taxes. It's unbelievable. Right. So make a, make a have an account just for making sure all your taxes are, are up to date and current so that when new opportunities uh, can present themselves, you're in a better place. Now, Gilbert, that's where you jump into doing contracting because you got a nice little cushion and yeah. you can be, you can be a lot more, uh, you can explore better than somebody that has a very small budget <laughs> with <right>. limited resources. <laughs> so, so here are some of the things you may want to look at as a business owner and who obtain a, a nice little windfall that you're looking to invest. You may have some equipment that you're not really using that you can either sell or you can lease out to other businesses. That's one. We talked about the office space uh, um, earlier. Mm -hmm. That's another thing you wanna look at. If you've got office space, if you got 5,000 square feet and you're not using 5,000 square feet, you, you only need 2,000 of that. Then the other 3,000, you can lease that out. And some people don't think about that because they're thinking, eh, I just want to be in my space by myself. But it's only you and maybe one or two other people in that whole 5,000 square foot space when you could just move yourself through the corner, occupy 2,000 square feet of that, and the other 3,000 you can lease out, and that's revenues coming into the business. Now, like Crystal, my co-host Crystal say all the time, you want to have at least nine sources of revenues coming into mm -hmm. the business, you know? So even if you're not at the nine level and you're at four or five, that's a good start. Now you know you got four more to go. So all you got to do is look at what, take an inventory of where you are and what you have. Spaces are very vital for a small business. So you, you you lease or you rent that out. So that's one thing. The next thing is you want to look into the type of labor that you're bringing in. Now, you can either bring in full-time employees to work for you, or you can team up with independent consultants to work with you as well. Or some people try to get um, uh, interns. But a combination of the three isn't bad for you. It's not bad. And it will help you to save some money. So keep that in mind, folks. That's something you want to think about. Right. Using now, that, using that, yeah. Using that money to make money. Yeah. Using that money to make money. And that's really what it is sometimes. Now, let's say, let's say you didn't get the windfall, but there's a potential for you to get a contract which would be equivalent to a windfall. This contract may be for a million, million and a half, two million, right? So now, what are some of the things that you need to do when that contract is ready? Well, the first thing you want to tell yourself, I don't want to do anything that will put me in a position to get sued. So 
you want to start thinking about your labor force, you know, how compliant is your labor force, you know, how um, capable is your labor force to do the job, to do provide the objectives that the contract provider is looking for because contract providers don't play. They'll try to work with you to make sure that you guys are on the same page, you're getting the delivery, you're providing deliver that they want. But at the end of that, they may say, ah, oh, this really isn't the person I'm looking for. So you want to anticipate those things and make sure you get the resource, qualified resources around you to deliver and make that that um, service work well for the company and the customer themselves. So that's one right there. Investing in your business is a key component because now it elevates you and it starts making you look like a confident business who can do what you need to do. So investing in most recent software in your business, you know, mm -hmm. The most recent software to, 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 to generate the reports you need, to, to provide the, the back office support you need, to provide uh, financial management reporting so you can report on the spot. All of those things are things you want to take a look at. If you're a business owner who you receive a, a large contract or you've obtained a, a decent windfall of money, so that's kind of what you want to do. And you can also look at teaming up with other businesses, teaming up with them. You know, you don't have to, you know, give away the farm or do whatever, but team up with them so you guys can reach a, a wider market. You know, you can reach more resources, more opportunities. So those are some of the few things, Crystal, that I'd like to add. Well, you're, thank, thank you, Jean, Jesus. Thanks for this information. And and this is important you, because you know what? And, and Gil, uh, Greg says this all the time. You know, you when you feel better about your money, you feel better about yourself. So oh, now yeah. you have so much more confidence to go oh, out yeah. and tell yourself because you're not in a destitute mindset. Yeah, right. you got you got a pep in your step. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, you, you remember, remember Frank, you, 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 you remember, um, uh, the guy from Moving On Up, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, little, George Jefferson. George Jefferson, you remember? Yeah. You that walk. That's because he had that pep in his step, man. That's <laughs> really right. good. You feel so much more confident when you go to secure a deal when you when you know you have all your stuff together, right? Yes. All the stuff is in place. All yes. the documentation is in place. You you know if you bid on a contract, you have some reserves. You yeah. have your emergency fund. Yeah. Your employees are happy because you happy. <laughs> you're, you're in the ready position at all times. You know, all times you, you're ready to you go. You have the capacity to complete to uh to complete the task and the project that you are bidding for. So yeah. that gives you a hope because when you look at people out there that have are successful from government contracts and doing certifications, those people look sad. They look They look happy. Yeah, because they know that they're ready. They got everything in place, just ready to get that opportunity. Right. And I always say, you it, people don't have a problem paying bills. It's when the if they have money, it's yeah. just part of the process, right? right? It's when you don't have money or you haven't prepared for it that yeah. you have to quibble over small pennies. Yeah. 
and, and figure out who you're going to pay and who's not going to get paid this month. Right, right. That is so draining on a, a, a individual and really excruciating on a small business owner. So yeah, yeah that's absolutely. what we're saying. So yeah. those are the things that one needs to do. Uh, if one happened to be blessed with a windfall, not to say it can't happen because it does happen every single day, uh, but you do need to be prepared for that windfall. And, and I they- think, I think, Crystal, I think we should keep reiterating this point over and over and over until our viewers are, are sick of hearing us say this. But get your financial house in order, get your balance sheet, your profit and loss, your statement of cash flow in order. You got to prepare those every month, every 30 days, you prepare that report. So you know what's going on in your business. You don't get any surprises at the end of the year. That's what you want to do. And that's what Crystal does with her clients. She helps them with the bookkeeping help them to examine the balance sheet, examine the statement of cash flow. Like I was I was I was teaching a class yesterday and Crystal and I was mm-hmm. saying when you receive your financial statements that the balance sheet or the profit and loss, do you know what accounting process they're using? And they said not really. I said, "Do you know if it's the accrual method or it's a cash basis method?" Uh, I don't really know. That's something that's crucial and critical for your business. If you're running a business, you need to know which one of those two accounting methods your bookkeeper is using because using the wrong one and not knowing why you're using it could cost you a lot of money. You know, you could end up paying that stupid tax that we talk about all the time. (laughs) You don't want to pay the stupid tax for not knowing something. Because yeah. it could cost you. So that's all a part of understanding your business. You know, the other uh, last, I was teaching a QuickBooks class and I teach for various organizations. So one of my organizations, I don't actually teach the, the, the fundamental, um, the fundamentals or the actual practical usage of this, of the product. I actually just teach why you need to have the software. And then yeah. I also throw in uh, some terminology and understanding you know, what a financial um, a professional would be asking you, understanding the financial, right. your your debt to ratio, understanding all those terms, right? Yes. So this lady texts me and says, I thought you were just teaching me about QuickBooks. I said, I can't teach you how to use QuickBooks if you don't understand your accounting methods. You don't you understand what the statements are called. Yeah. <laughs> understanding the chart of accounts. If I don't yeah. teach you that first, then yeah. me teaching you the software is going to be useless because you're not going to know what it's doing and why it's exactly. doing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, so really, really important. So you understanding uh, all of the financial piece. Now, to me, that's how I make my money. So yeah. understanding how my money is made and yeah. understanding how I'm spending that money yeah. is vitally important to for me. For sure, for sure. I'm in business just to be in business. I'm in no. business to make money. So You're not in I need to know to be Santa Claus. <laughs> right. And so you want to understand. So you just don't want to be guessing at stuff. You want to yeah. really be deliberate at understanding the financial structure of your business and yeah. financial literacy and how money works, how money grows, how you can use that money to grow, how that money can take care of you for a lifetime, take care of a generations 
and generations of people for a lifetime, it's really important to know that it's just not some dollar bills that you have that you can frivolously just do whatever without some decisions and some goals in place. So uh, that was just the, the front part. So now let's just talk about budgeting real quick. Everyone, and I know everyone hates this, but get what I'm going to show this. We were kind of talking about this and this, um, this is a budgeting system that uh, Wave Software has. It's called Wave mm -hmm. Accounting, which is a free product. And um, so it's a nice little calculator. So really simple. It, you put in your um, your month, your emergency fund. You calculate what your savings is there. You calculate your investments, uh, your retirement, and then you include in your monthly expenses. Uh, this is more personal, but you yeah. can also put in your monthly expenses for your business. Just so I have to change the titles. Oh, you uh, can change the titles. Yeah, I think you can change the titles. I'll have to look oh, into okay. how to do that. But That's that, great. and then you put the dollar amount there. Um, even you, your household, because here's the thing. Most businesses, uh, owners, especially micro businesses and um, uh, macro businesses, your usually you are one in the same, unfortunately, but your business income is your, your own income. Uh, so knowing what it costs you to take care of your household and um and 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 being able to make sure that you can pay yourself what it takes to take care of your household so that's yeah. clear being clear on that then your annual expenses and your income um monthly income and so forth then you'll get a result here and this one is just for a very basic one uh for a wave uh but there are other programs i like this like, crystal i like you this. like that Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so once once you put the information in, I think there's a button down below that says submit. Is it? Is yeah. That, so is let's, let's say my emergency fund. Let's say if my emergency fund was fifteen thousand uh, dollars, my investments maybe I have uh, twenty five thousand investments. Uh, my retirement maybe I've been been really busy working on my retirements uh, for my household. Maybe my food is five hundred. Maybe my clothing is two fifty. Shelter, ha. Huh? Um, in this day and age, we're gonna we're gonna go with another day and age. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's be realistic. So twenty five. I would never pay that kind of money for rent. Um, here, um, but if my mortgage, um, whatever your mortgage would be, and household, so maybe twelve hundred dollars a month. Transportation, yeah. gas is a little high right now. So maybe you're spending maybe five, five fifty a month, depending on how your health insurance. Maybe your health insurance is two fifty a month. Mm -hmm. um, if you had school loans, I don't have school loans. Um, personal, you might allocate yourself maybe six hundred, and there you go. And some miscellaneous, right? Yeah. And then uh, I don't have tuition home insurance, whatever that is, your car, um, let's say that's your car note, your taxes, maybe you're paying $12.50 after all your deductions. Ah, have a little uh, vacation fund. <laughs> your income, 
Your income at this point, I can already see it probably needs to be a nice sizable amount. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your passive income, maybe you have about six grand coming in from your passive income. Maybe you have some, maybe you have and whatever your tax returns. And as you can see, Gilbert, it starts totaling up from my Oh, income. wow. Love it. Love it. And then does it allow you to save it? Can you save it? Um, I, I imagine it does. I have to look further oh, yeah i guess if you're in your account it is a setting oh, up this is just off the bat account. i'm yeah. not in an account so so this that's great crystal i like it yeah so you actually affect it with the free accounting software you can start here then it explains what a budget is so this is what wave accounting software the program is absolutely free so if you have nothing and you want to get started then this is a good platform i also know there's um QuickBooks has a personal budgeting platform called Mint. Um, it does, I'm, I'm sure, very similar, but it's from, it's um, it's actually, yeah, it's an Intuit product. And you can do Mint on your phone. So it makes right. managing your money simpler. Yeah. Put your annual, but your monthly, uh, your budget in. You know, you notice they're saying your name there. They say this looks crystal clear. Crystal clear. <laughs> wow. that, so, should your, that should be your slogan, Crystal. Crystal clear, I, right? When I work with you, your financials will look crystal clear. Oh, I like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like your small biz paramedic, huh? That's what I'm um, talking about. <laughs> so you can use Mint. I use a program called Truebill. Yeah. And Truebill. Um, he lets me know it's connected to my bank account and it lets me know all bills that are about to happen. It gives me, it sends me a notification yeah. and, and I can take a look at it and it's kind of categorized. I can also cancel. Um, I can also cancel subscriptions. You know, how sometimes you have right, electronic right. subscriptions that you forget that you have. So it, and it will uh, just keep you track. Yeah. And, and and understanding that you're getting the best rate and you can look back over the month. Um, I use, a, of course, I use an accounting system, but this is kind of right here at my on my phone. So these are some of the uh, uh, softwares you can use in order to manage and monitor your dollars, guys. Mm -hmm. This so is build, great. Man. This is great insight. Right. And, and Mint. Um, so those are some of the things. And then, of course, if you're using an, an accounting system like QuickBooks, you can do your budgeting from your previous um, uh, financials. You, yeah. you just create the budget and then you increase uh, by certain percentages of what you think your costs may be for the next year. Um, and so that's that. And then forecasting is exactly like budgeting. Only what you're doing is, is doing your analytical, uh, um, uh, research and seeing how much you want money you want to make. So right. we just can't, the one thing that irritates me or frustrates me, let me put it right, Gilbert is when I ask clients how much money they want to make in the coming year and they don't have an answer. Oh man, oh, that's frustrating man. to me. I don't know about that you guys. Frustrating. Yeah, it's like, wait a minute. You know, when I start my when I start my my year, I already have in my head because I've done my forecast how much money I want to make at mm -hmm. the end of the year, and yeah. then how much do I need to make every month 
in order to achieve that goal. So in that case, then you should say, all right, just imagine you're an employee and you went to your employer and your employer say, how much you want to make? And you say, I don't know how much I want to make. And they say, okay, we'll give you minimum wage. Are you okay with that? I'm sure they would not be okay with that. <laughs> they would not be. So they, they need to understand that concept there. Yes. So, so forecasting your, your future, uh, what you want to do, how much future income. One, you need to know. That's why you have to have accounting software or some sort of software that's right. tracking what your expenses are. So you then take what it costs you to run your business, what it costs you to run your personal life, and you forecast that. And mm -hmm. so if that means in order to break even, just to break even, you need to make $10,000 a month, but to create a profit, you need to make $15,000 a month, yeah. then you know every month what you what you are supposed to be doing, right? right? And so that's really, really important. We just don't go into business willy-nilly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, willy-nilly thinking that, oh, it's okay. The universe will figure it out for me. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> it always gives, you know, when people go, I said, how much money did you make last year? Um, they don't even know. Um, so how much money you want to make next year? Um, uh, okay. So let's start with a number. Let's just me just throw out a number, $100,000. You want to make $100,000 next year? Okay, that sounds good. Okay, so now what do we need to do to make $100,000? We got the backwards. We have to come backwards, right? We have to say, how many products do I need to sell? Um, in order to, and we're talking gross, we're not talking net, but it, how many products or services do I need to sell every single month in order to meet that goal? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so important. Crazy. So that important. So, so that's guys. And that's all part of understanding money, not just letting it happen and being surprised when you go to the tax man at the end of the year that you made that kind of money, but that you actually, uh, knew that that was going to happen and that all you had to do, you could go up. Hopefully you didn't go down. Hopefully you met your goal, but having yeah. a goal at the end of the year. So Gilbert, how does that work when you, when we're talking about, you know, we, you talk to your clients about uh, um, doing contract, uh, having, getting contracts. How, how do they manage budgeting and, and forecasting in order to, be able to facilitate a contract. So just like you do, Crystal, I do the same thing where I say, how much would you like to generate in revenues for next year? And they'll say, well, I like to make 300,000. I said, okay, so 300,000 in revenue. Now let's look at your cost of goods sold. Let's look at your overhead and look at, let's look at your income, your salary that you want, because we got to factor all of those things. And then let's work backwards and see how it's, it's going to be. So we start out with that 300,000 in, in the revenue line. Mm -hmm. And then we look at the cost of goods sold. What does it cost for you to, to generate this kind of money? Well, you, you're awarded a contract. Yes, you are. But there's some things that you're going to have to do. And based on those things you're going to have to do, you're either going to have to pay distribution costs, 
you're going to pay some upfront labor costs or, you know, something to that effect, packaging, whatever. So then they look at that and I say, how much does that cost for you to do it on a weekly basis, monthly basis? They, they tell me, you know, they'll tell me and seem like they're excited that they're on top of the world now that, you know, they, they know that, which is good. But when it comes to including the other things that are involved in that process, they totally, you know, most of the times they totally overlook it. And that's where they get hurt in the project because if they get a $300,000 contract, which they think was enough, and now you got to, so let's say it's professional services because professional okay. services doesn't have much cause of goods sold right. per se. Exactly. You, you're not going to buy a lot of materials. So a $300,000 professional services contract is good if you know how much labor you're going to need. If you, if you don't understand how much labor you're going to need, that could hurt you because you're factoring yourself in that. So that's going to be what they call um, burdened, burdened um, uh, uh, labor. Okay. And then because uh, the burden labor is going to include you, it's going to include insurance, it's going to include, you know, you may need bonding depending on the type of business you're in, right? So all of those things is a part, a part of labor. So that's your labor cost. Now you're bringing in maybe a subcontractor or you're bringing in an independent consultant. That's going to be a cost to you as well. You know, uh, is a consultant going to have to drive over there? You know, do they have to park on the premises? You know, all of those things are things you're going to have to look at. Now, many contract providers are looking at COVID as a big security, health and security uh, component of a project. Mm. So there are costs to that. There are costs to that that you got to look at as well. You got to look mm. at, okay, how much does it cost for me to make sure that my workers are COVID safe? You know, they're, they're not infected. They're wearing the face mask. They're wearing, you know, all the, the PPP. Uh, I mean, PPE um, uh -huh. uh, equipment. Uh, equipment, yeah, equipment and, 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 and apparatus that they need. Uh, do we have to test them every day before they go on site? Because the clients want that. If you're working with Metro, the city or the county, they want to know you're testing your, your people with that thing on the forehead, you know, first of all, and then, you know, you do the other tests and make sure that they're safe. To, so that there's a cost associated with that. So you yes. got to put that in your budget as well and mm -hmm. make sure that that's covered. So that's a big part of it. The, the, the next part of it is they want you to write a safety plan. And some people don't know how to write safety plans. So you got to go out to a consultant like me or someone else and say, hey, I want to hire you to develop a safety plan. How much is going to be? Well, it's going to cost you anywhere from $1,500 to probably $3,500, depending on what we need to do in that plan. Well, I don't have that money. I only have 500. Well, sorry, you know, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. So now you're putting yourself in a position where you could lose that contract. So mm -hmm. these are just some of the things, Crystal, that these uh, uh, contract uh, um, awardees need to think about, you know, so because safety is one thing they never thought about because before COVID, you know, people never include that. Mm -hmm. Then you have to think about getting insurance. You know, when you get a, a, a government contract. And this is beyond your regular uh, general liability insurance? Oh, yeah. yeah. It, with increased limits? Oh, yeah. Because now if, if you're professional services, now you got to get professional liability. Because mm -hmm. as a professional, we're, we're giving advice and we're talking about things 
that our clients are listening to. So if we give an advice that they take the wrong way and they get injured or hurt because of that, they can come back and sue us. So that's mm -hmm. why we need professional liability. Okay. You know, now you also want to look at, you know, directors and officers insurance, because if you've got a handful of workers, say five of them, they're going on the client's facility and who knows, they may go there, they may see an attractive person and they go, hey, you know, can we go on a date or, you know, I like you. That can be construed as sexual harassment. Now they want to do you. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So all of those things are factors you got to look at as as a, as a business owner and, and as a contract awardee. You got to make sure that those are things you factor into your pro into your project cost and make sure that it doesn't affect you. So you end up with a profit and not in, in the red. So, so these are just some of the things, man. <laughs> and I like the way I like that you said that you include your salary in that. Yes. Because yeah. I don't think that people understand that, right? That yeah. not just whoever you have to hire to help you execute that, but you have to make sure you include your salary. In that. You have to do that. And the thing about it is if you're working on certain projects like a metro project, you gotta include you gotta include your salary because if you don't, they're gonna say, "What about your salary? Are you gonna be paid? And what's up with that?" You know. And then another thing that I would like uh, small uh, micro contractors to understand is they did a study. A study. U.S. Bank did a study, right? And the study is eighty three percent. Eighty three percent of small business owners they get paid they're making income of under a hundred thousand dollars a year that is if they've been in business for over five years okay. so they make anywhere from from fifty thousand to maybe eighty something or ninety thousand a year that's their salary that's ah. not part that's not talked about that's never discussed ah and and that kind of salary is underpayment because someone like you and I were professionals in our field. You know, right. no, there's no way we're gonna say, ah, my salary is eighty grand. No, you know, I want more than that. I want at least one hundred and sixty, hundred and eighty, or even two hundred thousand a year right. as, as my salary. But if you're getting a three hundred thousand dollar contract, then you can't get that out of it. Is what right. I mean. So you and you and if you have to use other outside services, then yes, you have to make sure you're negotiating amount so that you have something. So that's why it's so important when you do your budget, even yes. your personal budget, you know yes. how much it costs you, what exactly. your monthly expenses are. Exactly. And so, so you see, and and that's why when I do my classes, right, I um, may. I may put this scenario out to a small business. I say, okay, you're getting a $300,000 contract. Will you take it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Without thinking about any of the other costs that could be involved. They right. said, yes. So I said, okay. So now that you've got the $300,000 contract, here's what's going to be, you're going to have to consider. And, you know, we talk about the safety that we mentioned with COVID. We talk about the insurance, you know, mm -hmm. with, with the workers. We talk about other things that they need to do. And then once you start looking at those costs and deducting that from the contract amount, they go, oh, my God. Well, I guess the 300000 isn't that much anymore. <laughs> right. 
but from 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 you know initially you're so excited to get a contract yes but that that three hundred thousand dollar contract could actually cost you more money it could cost you a lot more right because you don't know what your numbers are you yeah. don't you're not allocating your salary in there yeah. um you're you know you don't have your insurance you're just yeah. missing so many of the components so yeah you so even when they're looking at a bid they need to really calculate and oh, yes. that this may not work this may uh, not be the bid for me exactly yeah it may not be and and them doing this for the first time they may not understand that so they just get excited they jump on three hundred thousand. now the three hundred thousand could be over three years <laughs> oh, Next so now you got to right. You see what I'm saying? Wow. So now yeah. you're looking at an average at a hundred thousand a year. Okay, what is my salary going to be a hundred thousand a year uh, from a hundred thousand a year? You see what I'm saying? So, so you so, can't have one contract. You have to. Have you only have one contract. contract. And see, that plays into the, the the statistic I gave you earlier about eighty three percent of business owners making under a hundred thousand a year. And a hundred, hundred, under hundred thousand could be anywhere from fifty thousand up to like eighty seven, eighty nine, and ninety thousand. You see what I mean? Right, 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 right. So all of those factors, man. You know that's why we got to keep playing this over and over, so they understand. They see what's involved. You know, you got definitely got to get insurance. You got to do all these other things. That's amazing. Right, and I think also Gilbert. Um, when even when and, and and small businesses can't get comfortable because I know when I asked this question, how much money did you what were your revenues last year, your net your gross, and then what were your net revenues? And their net maybe twenty five thousand, thirty five thousand, like that's your salary. <laughs> wow. It's okay. better to go work for somebody, right? <laughs> right, exactly. So that's why we have that's why we're 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 talking about forecasting because 35,000 you working at McDonald's. Yes. Maybe yes. as a manager, right? And here's one of the key component of uh forecasting when you get a contract like that. So, let's say the contract is for 300,000, right? 300,000. So the first year is 100,000. Mm -hmm. The second year, you got to add that cost of the, the, the cost of living increase in there, mm -hmm. which could be anywhere from 3% to 5%, right. depending, depending on how flexible the contract provider is. So you add that in as a salary for you and for your team. Mm. So now next year, instead of you pulling down a hundred thousand from this contract, you're gonna pull a, a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. And then the next year after that, you're gonna add another three to five percent onto that. And you, you see what I'm saying? Right, so exactly. it keeps going up, but that gotta be included in your bid cost, your proposal costs when you're sub submitting your proposal. So that's why I say when you do get awarded a contract. Bam! You get three hundred thousand. That's that's sealed, signed, and delivered. That's that's the final amount. You're not getting any increases. You're not going to get anything else out of that. Mm -hmm. So now you got to make that three hundred thousand work. So mm -hmm. now you need to bring in maybe two other people. And if these are high level professionals, you know these people they want you know a hundred grand or so. Right. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So, so there's no salary for you. There's no salary for you. <laughs> right. So you really, so, you know, 
you really have to look at it and see if it really works for you. Yes. You yeah. know, not get so excited that right. that you're being offered it, but making sure that it really fits your your financial uh, 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 requirements. So yes. again, it starts with guys. We have to go back and summarize. It starts with understanding how money works, understanding mm -hmm. what your budget is, how yeah. much it costs you to run your business. Yeah. Um, making sure you have your contingencies in place, your safe, yeah. your emergency funds in place, yeah. and so now, now when you 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 jump into this contract or looking for a contract, you already know what your numbers are, and right. you also have already forecast how much money you need to make. Now exactly. maybe that three hundred thousand con dollar contract will work if you yeah. got three or four others as well. That's right. That's right. That's right. right. And it, in many small businesses, see that large number, the 300,000, they get all giddy, get excited and not realizing, hey, there's some strings attached here. There's some other things you're going to have to do, you know, right. and, and 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 in some of these contract providers, you know, government contracts, they want you to sub some of that work to subcontractors. <laughs> so now you got to sub some of that 300,000 to a subcontractor. And that could be, you know, anywhere from fifty thousand to maybe a hundred thousand that you got to sub to the sub. So now you only end up with two hundred thousand over three years. Oh wow! <laughs> you know, over three years, and there's some costs associated. So when you look at it as a business owner, you're still making less than a hundred grand a year. <laughs> right. That's why you have to have more. And then this is a, another thing I think is important as well, Gilbert. If you've been working, let's say you've been working on a really large contract, it met, meets all your financial needs, yeah. but you know it's only for maybe a five-year period. Yeah. When when you're coaching and, and, and advising, when do you go looking for that replacement? Look, maybe this one is going to end and there's no need for them to, they're not going to re renew it or anything. There's yeah. not going to be a new bid for that. Yeah. So when are you uh, suggesting that that individual go look for um, more contracts? Well, you want to start looking for contracts on day one. So even if you were awarded a contract tomorrow or yesterday, mm -hmm. you're still busy looking at other contracts. You know, and that's why it's it's good to have in your organization have someone who can do the 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 bid research or the proposal research for you. So that person is going to continuously be out there looking for opportunities while you're working these opportunities. So mm -hmm. even though you just got a three hundred thousand dollar contract, you're not going to go work it and say, "Okay, I don't want to look at anything else," because sometimes, sometimes. When a contract is awarded and the contractor, the subcontractor is not performing well, many times the contract owner will say, we're terminating this contract. Uh, or there are times when the contract owner say, we run out of money. You see what I'm saying? So these things happen in government contracts. So you always got to keep looking for opportunities, keep looking and bolstering your team. because. Let's say you only have three people on your team. That $300,000 contract that you have requires those three people. But you did get awarded another contract. Now you got to go out and bring in some other people to help work that contract, that new contract that mm -hmm. you just got. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that's how you got to do that and keep that ball rolling. Many of the big boys, that's what they do, man. They got like five, ten contracts going on at the same time. 
Okay. And so again, so imperative to know your numbers so that yeah. you, um, you, you're not guessing when you're sitting down to complete that contract. Cause you don't want to, it costs you more to execute the contract than it does. Then you benefit from the contract. And, and I want to, I want to add this crystal. I want, this is very critical because we went over this yesterday in loan management. Okay. When you get your PL and you have your PL bro broken out in line items, right? You got mm -hmm. your revenues coming in. So you may have three or four or five different streams of revenues in, in, in the business. Then underneath that, you have your expenses. You got your overhead and you got other expenses. Now, when you break that out over, say, 12 months, mm -hmm. you know what's going to happen each month. So for your utilities, you know what that's going to be. For your for your phone, for salaries, for um, uh, office supplies, all, you know what that's going to be. So mm -hmm. when you when you when you when you put all that information on the spreadsheet and then you get your total down below in terms of your expenses and that expense is deducted from your revenues coming in mm -hmm. you get to see how much you're going to make per month and that's what I would recommend when these uh small businesses get say a $300,000 contract you take mm -hmm. that $300,000 contract and you plug that into your P&L and you're going to spread it out over three years to see how much your your payment amount is going to be, your 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 expenses, your overhead, and all that uh, to, against the contract amount to see. Right. And that's going to give you a new awakening, I tell you. Because yeah. yesterday when I when I did that with a class, and uh -huh. then beside each line item, we have the percentage. Right. And then, then they look at advertising and marketing and saw that it was like 53% of that, that, that revenue coming in. Right. Go, oh right. my God, that's too yeah. much. Right. Cause you now you have to, but that's why it's so important that you have financials yeah. that you, and you go back and you review those financials. So you're not guessing about your information, you know, your information. And yeah. then, then being able to upload those that, those um, uh, um, reports into a yeah. product like you have, Small Biz yeah. Pro, so yeah. that they're always there and available, and 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 you have them updated and, yeah. and current, so that yeah. you're not again. This this is all about guys being operating it intentionally and proactively into your right. business. And make sure you have that capacity to show not only your customers, but also contract providers that you can handle the job. You can take on the task, you can manage it, and you can execute flawlessly. Awesome. Well, I think <laughs> we gave them a, quite a little bit here. Uh, financial literacy and i think we we just sealed the deal on this uh on this ending financial literacy month <laughs> that's what i'm talking about man that's why we're here that's why the business zone is here to serve you the micro and small businesses out there crystal and i we've been doing this for over six years now and we're looking to get to that 10th year so we can have a big blast in vegas right <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. So make sure, guys, it is so important that you understand. And if you have questions, then reach out to Gilbert or, our, or myself 
or our our good buddy over here, Mr. Greg Sneed, um, you, you can uh, reach out to us. We can connect you. If you really, truly need to have an understanding and someone to train you to understand what your what financial literacy really means and what it means to you and your family and your business, then yeah, hire someone that can help you be clear. This is not something you would be hiring for a lifetime, but I can guarantee you the value that you're going to receive from a, a coach or a mentor. Uh, <laughs> Greg, you want to retire, huh? A, a coach or a mentor that can help you, guide you, and give you the tools that you need so that you can then plan a better future for yourself. It's so vitally important. That's exactly what we're saying, man. And if you don't know how to find us, let's say you stumbled on this channel today. You're scrolling on the internet. You went to Facebook or you went to YouTube and you go, bam, who are these guys? They're talking about financial literacy. I kind of like what they're saying. How do I find them again? Well, all you got to do is go to YouTube Live or you go to Facebook Live every Friday from 3 to 4.30 and you will find the business zone there. It's the business zone with Crystal and Gilbert. And this is what we do. We do this for small business. We provide advice. We provide coaching. We provide support services. And we point you in directions where you can get resources to run, manage your business, and become business ready, contract ready, bank loan ready. You need your bookkeeping? Talk to Crystal. You need your accounting? Talk to Crystal. You need your certification? Your back office set up? You talk to me. And that's right. how we do it. <laughs> that's how we do it. Or come to our website, which is the that's right. with crystalandgilbert.com. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Appreciate you, brother. Gene uh, Perry says, great teaching on forecasting. Answered questions I didn't know I had. Thanks, Crystal and Gilbert. So Thank you, Gene. So welcome, Jane. Appreciate you, Gene Perry. We appreciate you. So, guys, take this information. Uh, this this show, uh, this program will be archived on uh, face um, on YouTube. Uh, so you can go there and it also will be uploaded to our uh, to our podcasting channels there. Uh, whatever your favorite podcasting channel is, we will be there. So I'll make sure that it's up uh, before the weekend's out. So this has been a great show. Greg, thank you for uh, your, your humor on the side and also the definition of uh, financial advisors and what they do and as well as what you do as a financial coach and uh, financial advisor. So really, really important uh, to understand the terms uh, they are just as important as the actions. <laughs> so we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Greg had one more comment. He says, when a financer, um, the term financial advisor, I will share it over here, uh, is for investments. The typical financial advisor will help you with investments, but probably we will not provide advice on other financial matters, certainly not budgeting and often not insurance. So mm. uh, you want to make sure the, the person that you're seeking can help you. So you have to be very clear on what your needs are. Very good to know that. Thank Thanks you for that, Greg. Greg. We appreciate that. So from the, the experts <laughs> here in the financial world, um, there you guys have it, but we want to make sure you're successful. So that's why it's so important to us, 
Uh, and we that certainly want to thank our, our, all our all our viewers, our guests, uh, all the ones who stumbled on the channel, all the ones who are or support our, our rock who've been here with us from day one. You know, we're talking about Gloria, mm. we're talking about uh, Candice, we're talking about Jane, we're talking about uh, Michelle, all those folks who watch us weekly. And some of you watch us quietly and don't even let us know that you're you're on. <laughs> we want to thank you also <laughs> for supporting us. And uh, Crystal, what do you have coming up this week? Uh, my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> no. so Crystal turned thirty nine today, folks. So I'm she's turning, on, on Sunday. Her. I'm turning thirty nine. Um, <laughs> tomorrow, my biz camp kids are. <laughs> okay, go go hit happy hour ragamuffin. Um, uh, tomorrow, my biz camp kids. We have two kids competing in the YEC, the Youth Entrepreneurship Challenge, that is sponsored by Union Bank. Thank you, Greg. Um, so tomorrow, um, we're going to hey Loretta, hey, Loretta. <laughs> I knew you were out there <laughs> hiding and watching. <laughs> Thank you for supporting us, Loretta. Really appreciate it. Um, so they're going to be competing. I have two young ladies that's going to be competing tomorrow. So hopefully we'll like first and second. I don't know. We're up against uh, uh, Leo Kablin, my buddy. Uh, he works for the uh, uh, Crusaders, Black Crusaders. So he has got two kids competing as well. So we'll see if we can at least take one of the first place spots. We have high hopes. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to take all of them. Well, we're not going to take all of them because we don't have any high schoolers. So it would just be a first and second in um, the middle schoolers. That's all we have. Uh, we're recruiting now for Biz Camp Summer Camp, which is uh, to, in July. So if anyone's interested, go over to the Los Angeles Urban League and click um, programs and look for Biz Camp. And you can sign your uh, child ages 12, uh, 13 to yeah, 13 to 18, if they're looking to start their own business and we can help you out. And, and, that's, and, that's, and that's, that's the Los Angeles or LAUL.org. That's a dot LAUL.org slash biz camp. And yeah. it'll take you to the application process. We're also looking for volunteers and mentors for the kids. So it's going to be in July, a uh, virtual camp. And we could definitely use your guys' uh, assistance. But uh, if you got children, please sign them up. So that's pretty much that for me. Um, so next week, we have another great show on tap. So we will oh, yes. see you all next week. What about you, Gilbert? What you got going on? I'm, uh, I've got uh, a workshop I got to teach on Wednesday for the Los Angeles Urban League. It's business. It's called Capability Statement Development. So we're helping you to develop your capability statement. So you can put your best foot forward when you're marketing your business to contract providers or, or clients. You know, if you want to develop your value proposition, you want to develop your core competencies, your differentiators, you want to just be on the spot to tell them and articulate what is it your business does. That's what this capability statement document is. So we're going to be doing that uh, five o'clock from five to seven on May 4th. And it's going to be uh, um, virtual. So once you go to the laul.org slash SBA um, link and click and register, then you'll be all in and you'll be getting all the information that 
Coach Gilbert Buchanan has to offer. So awesome. Well, guys. Okay, coach and partner and co-host. Uh, we're gonna <laughs> sign out and wish you guys all a great weekend. Um, have a, a have a happy week safe out there and um see you next friday i guess and happy birthday co-hosts thank you I, I wish i was there to take you to dinner somewhere but we'll, we'll do it some other time i got a whole month i'm celebrating you a got whole a whole month, month. that's whole right month. anybody want to take me out i got a whole month <laughs> from may 1st okay, to, to may 31st <laughs> We're we're taking we're taking my co-host out on a high so she can enjoy her birthday month. So right. that's what we're gonna do here. All righty. Okay, we're out. We're out, guys. See you next week. Have a as a small biz pro, I so we roll using procurement program and control. As a small biz pro, I so we grow using procurement program and control. I'm a business man, yes I'm an entrepreneur